Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. It has been my good fortune, and thanks to a dedicated study of the works of Mr. Hubbard, to have been able to achieve prosperity for most groups I've had significant influence with. We have all encountered people who seem to have a magic touch, quote-unquote, in creating true abundance. And when I say true abundance, I'm not talking about just surrounding themselves with expensive junk, but seem to have it all and seem to be able to create abundance for those around them as well. These are the real winners and success stories in life. They are also complete as people, observably. And they also have a life with people around them who respect and appreciate that they are alive. Mr. Hubbard once said, quote, The only tests of a life well-lived are, did he do what he intended? And were people glad he lived? End quote. So those, per Mr. Hubbard, are the only two tests of a life well-lived. And certainly, I think most of my listeners will agree. So I'll give that to you one more time from Mr. Hubbard. Quote, the only tests of a life well-lived are, did he do what he intended, and were people glad he lived? End quote. Okay, so today I think we should talk about the single most important element, probably, in achieving this level of success. I recall many years ago delivering a successful seminar in Washington, D.C. The whole event was, uh, was, was well-attended got very good results. So afterwards, the organizers all decided we should uh, all go out to dinner together. And they selected a rather elegant Chinese restaurant nearby. Now, while I like Chinese food now and again, it isn't my favorite. But of course, I politely went along and enjoyed myself and the company, of course. At the end of the dinner, we were brought our traditional fortune cookie, which I'm always curious about because, in my case, they're often strangely accurate. Anyway, the fortune in my cookie said, if you continually give, you will continually have. I chuckled on that, and I showed this to the others, saying, you know, that's interesting because that's how I try to live my life. Anyway, the next day, very early, I took a train to New York, uh, as I had another seminar there the next night. Again, after the seminar, the organizers uh, decided we should all go out and, and do Chinese. This time it was a takeout place nearby and grab some food. I was pretty exhausted and I didn't really care, uh, though eating Chinese two nights in a row is definitely not my style. Anyway, at the end of the meal, I, I cracked my fortune cookie and the message was, would you believe it? Again. If you continually give, you will continually have. I figured that that portended something that I would get this message twice in two nights, in two separate cities. So this time I kept that fortune, and uh, I'm looking at it right now. I have it taped to my computer monitor, and it remains there to this day. The bottom line is that this is the key to abundance. 
So I read you now from this article from uh, Mr. Albert, dated 10 September 1982. This relates to exchange and organizational income and pay. And he says, um, so it is of interest what really underlies org. Remembering org is short for organization. So, so it is of interest what really underlies org income and staff pay. There's a term used in business called fair exchange. This is Mr. Hubbard. I'm, I'm reading from this article. Let us apply this to an activity engaged in servicing the public. We could isolate four conditions of exchange. One, first consider a group which takes in money but does not deliver anything in exchange. This is called ripoff. It is the, quote, exchange, end quote, condition of robbers, taxmen, governments, and other criminal elements. So, yeah, let's take a look at this first condition of exchange. You want a big pile of money? Go rob a bank. That'd be one way to do it. And that sounds extreme, of course, and uh, bank robbers usually get caught and they pay dearly for their criminality, but uh, any criminal is paying for their criminality. I don't care who it is. I don't care how many years they seem to be getting away with it because they are their own prison. And if you have met, uh, as I have, individuals who have acquired uh, material wealth through this form of exchange, uh, whether it was some kind of a get-rich-quick project that they launched out of some bright criminal idea and acquired a whole bunch of uh, stuff, money, and and uh, objects that really don't belong to them. It's the, that's the interesting thing, and you'll see that in the, the way the way they treat it, the way they can experience it. Uh, it's insatiable. The acquisition of junk to somehow compensate for the feeling that they have nothing. That's really what it boils down to. And then you watch a guy, uh, you know, who's in exchange with the world, and you know he has a a sheath knife that he's carried for 30, 40 years and loves dearly and always has around him. And, you know, he, he gets the full pleasure out of that uh, object and the other things that he has around him, they are truly his. So uh, let's rule out this first method of acquiring things, which is through ripoff. Okay, number two, quote, Second condition of exchange. Second is the condition of partial exchange. The group takes in orders or money for goods and then delivers part of it or a corrupted version of what was ordered. This is called shortchanging or, quote, running into debt, end quote, and that more and more is owed in service or goods by the group. Don't do this, man. It's like, don't deliver partial exchange. Don't create debt around you. Debt to, you know, you see this with uh, organizations that sell and emphasize sales far more than they emphasize delivery. They're always running in debt to their customers and they're contending always with phone calls and complaints and, you know, what about this and what about that? And it's, uh, it's hell. It's hell to try and operate in that kind of environment and uh, it will not survive. That entity will not 
continue to survive as long as they are not fully exchanging for what they are getting. And, you know, one of the characteristics, and many of my members talk about this, they run into others who uh, operate their business with this partial exchange basis. They're highly critical of their customers. They're always uh, found something wrong with uh, the people that they are supposedly servicing, but only partially servicing. And so it's one of the characteristics is carping criticism all the time, complaints and complaining. Um, what a miserable life. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Three, the third condition is the exchange known legally and in business practice as, quote, fair exchange, end quote. One takes in orders and money and delivers exactly what has been ordered. Most successful businesses and activities work on the basis of, quote, fair exchange, end quote. All right, so that is presumably at least safe. You know, guy buys something from you. He says, this is what I'm expecting, and he gets exactly what he's expecting back. That is fair exchange. You promote, advertise something, brings to mind this falls under partial exchange. You know, these uh, fast food restaurants that have these incredible pictures of these hamburgers and milkshakes and salads, and then, you know, you go and, and, and buy them, you know, you fall for it. And uh, wow, it doesn't really look like that. That's partial exchange. But most of these fast food restaurants and stuff like that, they actually work on this uh, fair exchange basis. You know, maybe it doesn't look like the picture, but you kind of know what you're going to get. You know what a Big Mac tastes like. You know what a Whopper tastes like. And, you know, you go in there and you give your money, you get your burger and, you know, that's fair exchange. Interestingly enough, a lot of these places built up rapidly uh, because they were doing exchange in abundance. I remember early McDonald's, I don't want to betray my age necessarily, but early McDonald's advertising was always like how you could get, you know, this incredible meal for under a buck or something like that. And it was uh, it was exchange in abundance, probably that built these organizations. And now they're not as prosperous. And it's probably because they're falling into this third and second conditions of exchange. So they prospered to the degree that they were exchanging in abundance which is the fourth level of exchange. So number four, the fourth condition of exchange is not common, but could be called exchange in abundance. Here one does not give two for one or free service, but gives something more valuable than money was received for. Example, the group has diamonds for sale. An average diamond is ordered. The group delivers a blue-white diamond above average. Also, it delivers it promptly and with courtesy. Fourth condition of exchange. This is the last one. So there's four of them right? Delivering in abundance. We've all had this experience, you know, the auto mechanic who does a fantastic job and doesn't seem to even, you know, the price seems very fair, but it's always with a smile. It's always with efficiency. It's always on time. It's always with courtesy. How busy does that guy get? Maybe he doesn't even know anything about Hubbard Management System. Maybe he doesn't know anything about promotion and marketing. You can almost, on the basis of the fourth condition of exchange alone, prosper and expand. Exchange in abundance. Now, interestingly, we call this uh, episode Achieving Abundance. And here I am talking about delivering in abundance. Okay, well... That's because, as we went, have gone over many, many times in earlier episodes, that the financial 
system is a communication system and communications is the basis or the basic of what you're doing. So everything you're doing in the world of commerce and in finance is based on the fundamentals of communication. You give a guy a haircut, you're communicating to that guy. That's what that is. You're delivering a service, that's communication. You're shipping him something, uh, you know, furniture or a TV or a computer. You are cause, distance, effect. That is a formula for communication. So cause, distance, effect out, that's delivery. Cause, distance, effect in from the customer back to you. That's the flow of exchange, money or barter or goodwill or whatever that is. Okay, so on that premise, the premise of exchange, the premise of communication, it would seem obvious that one gets back what one puts out always. Natural law. So, you know, you probably run across people who are chronically angry and annoyed with other people. And part of their annoyance is people are angry with them all the time. Why? Because that's what they're putting out. Right? So uh, the first lesson to learn in achieving abundance would be that you're always going to uh, provide abundance with everything that you are doing in terms of your service. Always focus on that. Look at how something is delivered. If you're going to repair an automobile, if you're going to treat a patient, if you're going to build them a house, review not just the product of, you know, a, a built home or a, a repaired mouth or whatever it is. Look at the experience of your customer. What is their experience from the very moment they contact you all the way through? Is that exchange in abundance? Is the friendliness there? Is the care there? Is the interest there? Is the little amenities that uh, make them more comfortable there? You know, is the checking back with them later to make sure they're happy? Is that there? This is all part and parcel with exchanging in abundance. What are you focusing on? Yeah, I want more abundance for myself. No, that's not what you're focusing on. You go around in your life always seeking more abundance for self. That's probably the last way you're going to get it. Okay. You go around working on how you can provide more abundance to others and you'll be swimming in abundance. Okay. Because that's, that's how that works. Mr. Hubbard says this. He says, now, believe it or not, organizational income and staff pay depend upon which of the above four exchanges is in practice by a, the org or group, or B, the staff member in the group. Preach this to your staff. Preach this to your employees. Their pay depends upon their providing, delivering exchange in abundance. Now, this lesson that I am going over with you now is fairly familiar with many of the wise members. In one context, for the most part, and not in others. The context of providing exchange and abundance with customers or clients is not unknown in the wise membership, and most of the wise members are wise haha, to this and uh, are attempting to apply it, and they should, and they should emphasize it probably more than they already are. But I want to shift it into a different context for a moment. Consider this. Consider your employees. How happy are you with their production? 
Are they delivering in abundance to you, to your organization? If they're not, you probably wish they would. And you're probably trying to encourage them to. All right, well, now I want you to consider these four types of exchange or these four conditions of exchange and then ask yourself, which condition of exchange are you in with regards to your employees? Huh, how about that? You want an abundance of creativity, initiative, and production from your employees? Ask yourself, are you exchanging in abundance with them? Because that's how you achieve it. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that they should all be overpaid, but are you interested in them? Are you taking care of them? Are you training them? Are you alert to their problems and helping them solve those problems? There's many ways to exchange. Granting them uh, beingness and importance is a strong one, believe it or not. Giving them something of value, making sure they fully understand their jobs and their purposes and their products. These are things that every employer does. I can guarantee you that. You know that because you, you might be a little weak in those areas yourself. So how about making sure if you want an abundant exchange from your employees that you are exchanging in abundance with them? Okay, there's, there's another context you may not be thinking with when we talk about the conditions of exchange. Let's put it in another context. How about your kids? How about your family? Do you feel like you have an abundance from that aspect of your life? Maybe you feel like your family life could be better. Maybe you think your kids could be a little more obedient, a little more dutiful, a little more, uh, show a little more initiative around the house and helping out and taking care of their sister or their brother or whatever. Okay, ask yourself this question. How are you exchanging with them? Are you exchanging in abundance with that aspect of your life or what we call a dynamic? We've talked about dynamics many times in the earlier episodes. If you don't know what that is, you can listen to some of the earlier ones, but uh, most of you probably are familiar with that. But it's, it's basically a, a compartment of your life. Family is a compartment of your life. And an urge to survive as a family is a part of life. And everybody's got it to some extent. Okay. So if you want to be, if you want to have abundance in that dynamic, in that aspect of your life, then you will ought to review how are you flowing to that dynamic? Is there an abundance there? And it doesn't mean giving your kids cars and lots of stuff. There's a lot of things that go into that exchange in abundance. There's attention, there's care, there's interest, there's guidance. There's the ability to listen to their problems. And these are all parts of that exchange. Okay, look it over. You know, the mentoring aspects, the guidance in life aspects. All right. So you want to have a great family life? Take a look at what you're providing that family. All right. You know, we talked about groups already, but what about mankind? Uh, how do you feel about what mankind is serving you these days? <laughs> uh, might look a little unjust, might look a little weird. Okay. Might look a little criminal, in fact. Okay. Well, take a look again. I get back from that dynamic or I get back from that uh, part of my life what I am giving it. You know, you watch the selfish person, you watch the self-centered person and uh, who doesn't seem to give a hoot or a holler about what's going on in the world. And strangely enough, how often do you see them become the effect of 
the world, quote unquote, the big generality, the mankind dynamic. You know, next thing you know, their house is robbed or their car broke down on the side of the road and they ended up getting robbed or no one came to help them or this is how it rolls, man. This is not metaphysical. This is actual. Look for yourself. Examine your own life. And you want abundance on all these aspects of your life? How about uh, what we refer to as a fifth dynamic, the uh, animal or life dynamic, you know, all living things, plants, animals, you know, it was always interesting to me, you know, you watch any great woodsman, which I've had the pleasure of, uh, of uh, being in that uh, group, and you're hanging out with these woodsmen, and I don't know, the woods just seem to provide them, just seem to take care of them, and you watch how well they take care of the woods, you know, look at the respect and admiration they offer every living thing around them. And then you've got the, you know, your tenderfoot, you know, that you're bringing along uh, for their first hike or their second or third hike or whatever it is. You're bringing this, this novice, this tenderfoot along with you. And, uh, you know, for some reason they attract all the bees and wasps and mosquitoes. They're always tripping on things and getting gouged by brambles and, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, you're not being dealt a very nice hand by the uh, fifth dynamic or the life dynamic, are you? But maybe one has to review what does one provide it? Uh, you've all seen people like this, you know, they walk up to the front door, knock on the door and guy opens the door and the dog comes out and practically licks their hand and, uh, you know, dog owner looks, stares at the person like, you know, he never does that with anybody, you know? Well, it's all about the fourth condition of exchange. What does one provide the fifth dynamic and what does that fifth dynamic provide them? Same thing with, you know, the man who's magic around material objects, the man who's magically can repair anything, the man who can, uh, uh, you know, we have a gentleman in our group here that just just doesn't seem to be anything he can't fix. But you should see how he takes care of, uh, you know, machinery and devices. And he's always keeping things around that he thinks might be useful later, but they're always stowed carefully and uh, protected. You know, he's he's basically takes care of uh, what we call a uh, mest, which is matter, energy, space, and time. He takes care of it and it takes care of him. You can work it this way through all aspects of life. You want abundance, deliver abundance, exchange in abundance. Don't put so much attention on what comes back to you. Take it from the Chinese fortune cookie. If you continually give, you will continually have. And that is the true, sincere, honest, and awesome way to achieve true abundance and prosperity across every aspect of your life. Review your level of exchange. How do you treat that dynamic? How do you treat that group? And uh, you can expect back pretty much whatever it is that you're dishing out or, or delivering or um, providing. Okay? So uh, there you have it. That's today's lesson. Uh, an episode of Business Wise. Please do provide me your, uh, as usual, provide me your feedback. I do 
so enjoy, uh, and so does the, the rest of the staff at YZCUS. We so enjoy reading your successes. Uh, some of them we, we publish in the Wise Wins Hotwire. So if you want to see your success story in print and share it with others to help inspire others, please do write us back at info at wiseeastus.org. And um, we always welcome that. Also, any of your questions, if you have a question on any of our episodes or something that you think you need some help with that we might be able to help you with, uh, obviously, we do everything we can to uh, serve our listeners. So please do write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll talk to you next week.